the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. Hello, this is Tim. And this is V, and we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. And this is number four of the Meat of Ayurveda. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. And we're back. But before I say, but first, as you all know, uh, I am the chef for U.S. Wellness this month, uh, and I'm cooking, sending out different recipes through them on the meat of the Ayurveda. Meat of Ayurveda. <laughs> but actually, we're going a little bit weirder than just meat because mm-hmm. everybody cooks steak. It's it's you know you can cook steak. Everybody does pork chops. Everybody tells you how to make bone broth. We're going into the more disgusting parts of the animal. Cooking the awful. The awful. <laughs> cooking the organs. Yes. Cooking the parts of the animal that usually are discarded. Yes. But in those animals, that's the part that usually is the most has the most nutrients. Yeah. It is by far the most nutrient dense. And there's only one in each animal. You know, yes. You're only getting one liver. Only getting one heart, only getting one tongue. Might get two kidneys, right? Yeah, two kidneys. Yes. <laughs> and uh Oysters. Oysters. So, only from the male, though. Exactly. And uh, one oxtail. Oxtail, yes. So, there, there's we're going into how to, how to cook that, which a lot of today has lost that way of cooking. Yeah. So, we had to go into a lot of the older styles, the older recipes of how to cook these things to make it taste good. Yes. Uh, so, a lot of the stuff that is there and also on our... We started a Facebook group called the, the Ayurvedic Brunch Club, which is all about cooking old styles of food. Now there is some new styles, but a lot of old styles of food in there. And with that, though, we're going really into more animal product. Yeah. Because Charaka. Yep. Is all about animal product. Yeah, Charaka. Yeah, he's big on that. Uh, every ahead. every part of the animal. And depending depending on the part of the animal, some can be used regularly as food, and some can even be used as medication. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, he was even talking about the nails and the hairs, even the small hairs yeah. of the animal. Now I know when we were in Okinawa, and they call it a blue zone, yes. and a blue zone is. Uh, groups of people that live over the age of 100 healthy. Healthy, yeah. And a, a lot of the people say it's, oh, because they ate a lot of vegetables. And I know I've talked about this in the past, but I want to go into Cherica actually talks about eating the hoof. The hoof, yep. Which is the pig's feet, which yes. was, you could get pig's feet everywhere in Okinawa. I, they had it in soups. Yes. They had it at their, like their Circle K's. It wasn't a Circle K, but they had them right on the counters. You could buy them there. You could buy them Every at the hairdresser where you got your yes. barber shop, they had pig's feet. Pig's feet was at the clothing store. You could buy they it. It everywhere. was up at the counter, so you could pick up pig's feet almost everywhere in Okinawa. Yes, and that has a lot of collagen. Uh, collagen. Yes. So much so that uh, it's a delicacy in some areas, 
because it helps the skin so much. Exactly. Yeah, it's promoted for like beauty reasons. Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, I, I just love it. It's to me, it's one probably one of the my most favorite foods ever. And the way they made it there was by yes. far the best. That yeah. was by far some of the best pig's feet I've ever had, and we've had a lot of pig's feet. Uh, so, so Charika talks about eating all different parts. And with that, he talks about eating all different styles of animals and all different types of eggs. Yes. So he isn't oh my just goodness. about, no. oh, eat cow, no. eat goat, eat uh, sheep, and eat pig. No. Uh, he goes a lot. Uh, he, he mentions, like, he mentions uh, peacocks and the eggs of swans and the eggs of uh, sparrows. <laughs> and, he, he men and he mentions a lot of fish and animals and he describes them based on the terroir that they live on and based on how they get their food. It's very, very interesting. It's where they live what their dwelling is, and how they eat. I know one of the sayings that you, you always talk about in Ayurveda is that you're not what you eat. No. You're, you're what you eat, eat. Exactly, exactly. And what you can absorb. Exactly, and what you can absorb and you can assimilate. So the condition of your digestifier and w what eats what you eat is it's very important which means which means it's not it, it's it it's not as uh, simple as reductionistic as we make it sound because everything is a continuum mm -hmm. you are a part of a continuum and your condition and what part in the continuum you are at and what's happening to everything else affects your health uh, because food is information yep. and Charaka proves it. And I know that uh, and one of the reasons why we're, we're working with U.S. Wellness is because their animals eat what they're supposed to eat. Exactly. So they're not being fed bad food because if an animal eats, say, a whole bunch of soy or a whole bunch of corn, GMO stuff, it's actually going to produce a bad meat, not a not a terrible meat, but you, you know you still can eat it. But yes. you want to eat better. You exactly. want to eat the meat that's eating good food exactly. to make it happy. That's why when you see, uh, it's one of the most obvious things is uh, don't don't just go by labels. Say at the grocery store, you see organic eggs, right? Or uh, yes. eggs. Okay, that that doesn't that's not the best type of egg you can get. Because the chickens are not are not gonna eat organic bugs, right? No. So far, well, I haven't run across <laughs> organic bugs. So you can say, well, you know, the bugs are. But to, in order to get the label organic, the eggs, what's going on? Because if the chickens eat organic grain, grain, that's not the best for them. Yes, and then uh, I also want to talk. He brings up. Uh, when he goes, when Cherica went out to talk to different people, yeah, he had symposiums. They, they had symposiums. That's actually, a Greek word. The, yeah, symposium means eating and drinking together and and analyzing theories and exchanging ideas. 
and that's what uh, he was big at. Actually, Charaka traveled a lot all over North India at the time and met with different scholars, say, at different areas. And they all hung out together and exchanged ideas because every area is different, right? Yes. So you don't have access to the same food no matter where you are at. So that That's, falls into the concept you want to eat what is local exactly, to your area. Exactly. You don't want to be eating, eating food from, uh, say, Venezuela. Exactly. Specialized vegetables or yes. fruit that you can't get here in, say, Georgia. Exactly. So your best source is look at what's local at your area and look for the cleanest, the most wholesome you can get. That has, that has impacted the environment in the best possible way. The path of least harm. Yeah. And so Cherka would go travel and he would find different people that really knew the land. Exactly. And that's who he studied with yes. to write the books. Exactly. Especially, yeah, uh, he talked a lot about the forest dwellers and the goat herders. Yep. And he said, I know I almost traded you for a, a bag full of figs when we were in Greece that yes, one time. I remember that very vividly. <laughs> the goat herder was really willing to trade, and he was going willing to climb the tree and get a whole bunch of figs. And those figs were delicious. Yes, right? I know. Those figs were delicious. <laughs> yeah. So let's come back in a couple minutes, and we're going to talk about hunting. Okay, stay tuned. Do you like what you hear? The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. Please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you. And we're back to talk about hunting. Okay. Because hunting is actually knowing what's on in your area. Yes. So if you know how to hunt, you know what there is to eat. Yes. And I want to go to a, uh, a encyclopedia from, you can pronounce his name because you're better at this. Uh, from King Someshwara III, who was a king uh, in a modern-day South India in the 12th century. Yeah. And I know that I said that mainly what we teach is Ayurveda prior to 500. Yes. But that's because overall most people know Ayurveda as it was, as it was taught after 500 AD. Exactly. However, a lot of India, which hasn't really made it that much here to the States, practices a form of Ayurveda that is the old form, and that's what we're teaching, and that's what he brings yes, in. Yes, exactly. He was uh, he put together a, a, a text called Mana Solasa, uh, which comes from the everything known. Manas means mind in mm -hmm. Sanskrit, and this text was written in Sanskrit. And it was, it was like an encyclopedia 
of everything a king should know. And if you think about it, is a king should be a great leader, yes. right? So a king should should be very well versed into a lot of things because he's in charge of leading the people to maintain that dynamic balance between themselves and the environment, yes. right? So this was for a great leader. Yeah, and and uh, he, he wrote about how to hunt. Yes. So in his encyclopedia, a part of yeah. it is how to hunt animals, exactly. how to prepare animals. Exactly, what animals uh, you shouldn't, when you shouldn't hunt certain animals. It was, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And then he gives recipes. Yes. <laughs> and not all the recipes are easy. No. Not, not all the recipes are like to today's standards. Uh, I know like one of the recipes is how to cook a rat. Uh, not going to try it. Not not right now anyways. So, But it is about eating meat. Yeah. He does talk about vegetables and things like that. But it also brings in that as a king, you prepare meat. Exactly, exactly. And you and you you hunt yourself. If you have that option, you hunt yourself and you do it ethically. You do it with full awareness of how to best serve your community and your environment. So it's pretty amazing. It's very refreshing. To see something like this yeah. and actually in what he wrote it was everything from like uh, politics and economics and astronomy astrology to veterinary medicine right horticulture horticulture something I need perfume <laughs> food architecture sports poetry and music and a lot of other yeah. things and we that, didn't mention that, that's a well-rounded human being yes. knowing all of those different yeah. things so he was teaching people how to be a well-rounded human yes if you know all of these different things you can literally be a better person exactly i know sparta and uh yeah they they always consider the spartans as warriors mm -hmm. but spartans had to play instruments they had to know how to dance there was more to it than just learning how to fight exactly Exactly, and that's why, that's what we, we've, we've lost quite a bit of that today in we are, we are very, very, very specific into that one thing and one way to look at things, one thing we are great at and we miss out uh, on other things. And that's, that's also why we are confused about food, right? Yes. Because we, we tend to reduce everything. So we reduce food into very um, specific. specific things. Yep. Exactly. Carbohydrates, protein, uh, fat. Exactly. Exactly. Even when we think about meat, like we just think of, you know, oh, okay, uh, beef. Yep. And we forget <laughs> a bunch of other things. Yes, because so, back then, meat, uh, animal, food was all different types exactly. of things. Today, it's now just basically cattle. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's why Ayurveda says nutrient-dense and diverse. And diverse doesn't mean it has to come from other places. 
other things that are right in front of our eyes and we don't pay attention to. And I know a lot of what we've been talking through this is the meat, but Cherica considered meat fish. Fish. Yes. All different types of uh, fish. All different types of fish. And I know, so having different types of fish, oysters, shrimp, all these different things. I know I was at a, a what was that meeting that we were at over in uh, uh, Texas? Oh, in Austin, yep. uh, at the Paleo Effect? No, not the Paleo, oh. the other oh, one, the, the older yoga, one. the yoga therapy? No, after that, but before. Come oh, on. Oh, the voice and exit. Yes. Yes. Where they got into <laughs> argument over oh yes the oysters yep. yes yeah at the dinner table they were all they were all supposed to be working on the state of flow right uh-huh <laughs> and and got into serious arguments well the one person the other yep. was just listening about uh the oysters 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 and, and the mitochondria yep. and how Oysters literally are very, very good for mitochondria. Yes. Now, they were having discussion. It wasn't yeah. really an argument, but it was an intense discussion yes. about how you need to eat food in order to find flow. It's not as simple as just doing flow, Yeah. Uh, where there had to be more to it. And I agree with that. Yes. I also agree that you can hit flow easily, but food is a very good part of finding the flow exactly food food is a very very easy tool uh, to help your mind you have to have the movement right you have to have regular lifestyle ayurveda says which means movement physical activity these days is more needed than it was then you have to have the proper rest too mm -hmm. And you know you have you have to be doing you have to have the proper breath work as part of your movement. So there are a lot there are other tools also, but because of the way food is absorbed in our body, food turns into conscience. Truly, food does turn into conscience. That's how Ayurveda looks at it. The crappier the food we put in our body, the more work we have to do to, to, to help our conscience. The better the food we put in our body, the more nutritious it is, the easier it is to have a relatively okay conscience. Yes. That's all it is. So it's only give and take. Yeah. And uh, flow is it. I want to just explain real quick what flow is. Flow is a, a scientific term created by... Mihai Csikszentmihalyi in the 1970s, a Hungarian psychologist. And if you look at that term, yes. flow, it fits into... The samadhi. It is the dharana, dhyana, and samadhi, the last three steps of the yoga sutras of Patanjali. Samadhi as in liberation. People may know it as moksha too. Is that enlightenment? Is a form of enlightenment in this world right here, right now? And so that's what they were trying to get across: yes. is that you have to have good food in yes. order to find moksha. Exactly, in order to find the state of flow. Yeah, because food turns into conscience, and good food will help you get into that. A state of enlightenment a lot easier. And if you want to learn more about that, we did a 
podcast series on that. We'll put it into the thing on flow. Yes. Uh, but I just want to end it with Cherica's statement about meat. Okay, I've been meaning to say this for like three episodes now, <laughs> three and a half. It's Charaka. It's not. That's why I did not take Sanskrit. Exactly, but I, but but you know, I I've had enough with that. <laughs> so, uh, Charaka said, for promoting the bulk of the body. No other food item excels meat. So bulk for him was the muscle. tissues, the datus, muscle, 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 exactly, yeah. healthy. He doesn't talk about bodybuilding. Yeah, they, and he they, doesn't talk about being fat. No. He's no. talking about thriving. Exactly. So he's basically saying there's no other thing that will assist you in thriving more than meat. Exactly. And meat doesn't mean just the couple of types of meat that, that we talk about that today. That we talk about yeah. today, that we are all accustomed to. Excellent. Until next time, much, much love from both of us. Namaste Kala. May we all be well, adapt, and thrive. If you found today's show helpful, Please give us a rating, a review, or both. And subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, namaste kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.